2: Monday edition of JJ after dark it's John Jastrzemski right here on the fan and I'm not jumping the gun on this one I can say this with confidence this gentleman's basketball team will be dancing this year I'm not putting the cart before the horse they will be in the NCAA tournament this year I have no problem saying that to talk some Rutgers basketball who better than the head coach of the Scarlet Knights Steve Peichel what's happening coach
1: JJ, it's good to be on. I'm doing well. We're getting getting ready here to uh, uh, head out to the tournament and our Big Ten tournament up next. So we finished up our regular season, and uh, now we're on to that next obstacle.
2: Well, Coach, let's start here. It's been such a strange year. It's been such a wacky year. Uh, obviously, everything as far as you know, not having fans in the stands, having shutdowns throughout the course of the year. You know, you're dealing with student-athletes. You're dealing with college kids. Kind of describe to me what this season has been like. How challenging has it been from a coaching standpoint?
1: No, it's it's just been unique. First of all, there's no, there's no manual how to coach during a pandemic. And um, the rules and restrictions you have for your players, I find myself every day telling them a list of things they can't do or places where they can't go or um you know quarantines that are on our campus that they got to stay away from um so every every day is nerve-wracking we test every single day today we tested twice um and uh you know the normalcy for our guys is is when they get to go on the court you know without a mask and get to practice and and, you know i enjoy those those hours you know with them Uh, but then soon after that they you know back to their rooms and try to isolate and you know stay away from this invisible virus so it's been really challenging and, and you know hard to to get away and try to do something different and go bowling or go to a movie or go to a restaurant and they haven't seen their families or or their friends in a long time so you know it's everything that college isn't college is fun and college is socializing and college is going to events and concerts and um, going to the movies and going to class and and all the exciting things that that brings but um, this this time has been very, very different for him, but I'm very thankful my team has done a really good job navigating all the new rules and how they have to you know live and stay safe. And uh, we have never had a pause this season. And so we've been one of the real fortunate teams.
2: Coach, you talk about that sense of normalcy. Well, I mean, normalcy means madness come the month of March. You got an early <laughs> taste of that on Saturday. I was dialed into your game against Minnesota. And you guys are looking great in the first half. You had that great spurt at the end of the first half. You guys are up comfortably. Then all of a sudden, Minnesota makes their run. They end up tying the game with around a minute to play. And then you're taking your team into overtime. Kind of talk me through what you're telling your guys. You know, you're playing great basketball. We know how important a game this is for your NCAA tournament chances. How do you kind of regather a team after playing a real good first half slipping in the second half, and then having them respond the way they did in the overtime. What was your message to the team?
1: Well, I really tell you, I was proud of how they did respond. But last year at the same time we were playing, we always seemed to be senior night the last game of the year on the road. And last year it was Purdue on the road. And, you know, we went into overtime, you know, to win that game too. And um, when our guys, when the horn for regulation ended, I brought our guys all into the huddle and I said, hey, you know, this is nothing new. We've been there before. Overtime in an arena that we had never won, you know, at Minnesota in the year prior, we had never won at Purdue, um, and so I reminded them, we've been here before, and uh, you know, we really went out in overtime. We were really locked in, and um, you know, again, another senior night, an emotional, you know, road game. Um, you got to play well in this league on the road. It's been a challenge every single game uh, in our conference. I think we have 14 of the top 20 strength of schedules every team in our league's in the top 20 strength of schedules in the country so league's been really trying on the road but our guys responded and you know real proud of them all the obstacles this year and all the obstacles through last year too last year really never seemed like it ever ended it just season got canceled and it was was like what happened you know so kind of a run-on year to last year and um, you know our guys responded in that overtime and, and and took care of a road win which we which we needed and Road wins are hard to come by in this
2: league. Coach, last year you guys would have been an NCAA tournament team. And I know you're probably sick and tired of hearing it. And your players are probably sick and tired of hearing it. You guys, not you individually, but Rutgers in general has had this NCAA tournament drought for quite a while. I'm curious. You know, you go back to the Red Sox when they won the World Series. They didn't mind talking about it. You know, like if it was Kevin Moor, if it was Matty Ramirez or Schilling, like they kind of like said, the hell with all that. We're embracing the fact that this hasn't happened for a long period of time and we're going to be the ones to end it. From you in in a coaching standpoint for your players, is this something that you've been addressing now for quite a while, like trying to attack it head on? Or do you try to like dance around it and say, all right, I'm worried about, 2019-2020 2019-2020 Rutgers or 2020-2021 Rutgers. Like, how exactly do you go about, you know, that sort of burden in some ways that you guys taken on?
1: Yeah, you know, it really, you know, from day one when I took the job in the recruiting process, I embraced the challenge. And, you know, I challenged guys like Geo Baker and Miles Johnson to come here and, um, you know, do something about that, you know. And, and everyone was always telling them what we hadn't done. I said, you guys can come here and do something hasn't been done in a long time. And that's the challenge that they accepted Ron Harper, Paul Mulcahy. Those guys all accepted the challenge. A lot of other players went elsewhere, you know, other schools that maybe had, you know, history of of going to a lot of tournaments in the the recent future, in in the recent past. And so um, these guys accepted that challenge. We embraced it. Um, You know, and I also tell our guys too, our guys are mostly 20 years old. I said, you know, you guys weren't even born, you know, last time. And, You know, we've only been a part of this program for, you know, four and five years and some of these guys two and three years. So, uh, you know, win for yourself, win for the great university that you play for. But, um, you know, also win for the opportunity that's in front of you. And I always looked at it as because we haven't been, you know, it's a great opportunity. and um, They've embraced that and and hopefully they'll get rewarded for that.
2: We got the head coach of Rutgers, Steve Pikeley, joins us here on the fan. Rutgers getting ready for their Big Ten Tournament 2021 debut And, Coach, you know, first half of the year, you guys put together some unbelievable resume-building type of wins. You had the win against Illinois. You had the win against my alma mater, Syracuse, which, to be honest with you, Coach, I'm still not over those final couple minutes of the game, but that's a story (laughs) for a different day. Um, You know, those great wins at the beginning of the year, and then you guys are kind of riding the roller coaster second half of the Big Ten year. Is that, Coach, a byproduct of just – how tough a Big Ten this truly is, or was there a difference in your team that you noticed maybe in December when you guys were in the top 10, top 15, and where you were in January and early February? Yeah, you know what, I just think you go through that, and you know,
1: in in this kind of a league, in the journey that you're on, and um, you know, you know, you obviously have to play through injuries, and you have to play through, you know, um, guys in shooting slumps, and you have to play through all the different obstacles that the season brings but i will tell you um this league has just been as challenging as ever i thought last year the league was great and they're saying this is the best year maybe ever in the history of the league and when you don't have a lot of non-conference games um you just jump right into you know the toughest league in the country and, and i know every coach because i speak to every coach in our league has gone through you know some tough stretches in. in um, you know, and 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 they've gone through those ups and downs that this season you know has brought. But you know, to end the year ten and ten in, in this conference, and um, you know, to win all of, of our non-conference games, and now have a chance to go as the seventh seed and out of fourteen teams, you know, to the tournament here is just you know just tells you we can play anybody. And and I really look forward to playing some some teams that aren't aren't in the Big Ten. <laughs> and I think it would be fun to go after. You know, teams in other leagues, and there's so many different styles in this conference, so many great coaches, and so many great players. Um, that I think that really prepares you for, you know, the tournaments ahead.
2: You know, Coach, it's a good point. I go back a couple of years ago when the ACC had this loaded year. I think they had two or three Final Four teams that had like four or five teams in the Elite Eight, and I felt like all those teams were battle-tested because of what they went through throughout the regular season. Do you uh, think there's any, like, direct correlation to that, like a tough league? Obviously, I think the Big Ten top to bottom is the best league in America. Does that kind of correlate to NCAA tournament success, or is that kind of like a year-by-year basis?
1: I mean, I really think it does. And and I really think, you know, the teams in our league, and, and I'll tell you, we, we face all the different styles. We You know, Wisconsin will run the whole clock, and, Um, They don't turn the ball over. And then you play Michigan State, and they're trying to run and get shots up early in the clock, and they're so physical. And Iowa plays a lot of zone, you know, and and they have Garza, the best big guy, you know, one of the best big guys in the country. And then you play Illinois. They're a completely different style. They have Kofi Coburn in the post. They have Io uh, Deshumu, who's one of the better wing players in the country. So the challenges that this league brings, I think when you have short preparation for games – in tournaments um you know you could fall back on your experiences and you know and there's been so many close games in this league you're playing a lot of close games so you know when you get into these tournaments and you have to play in close games you've been there before and just like what i told you with you know the minnesota and minnesota we've been there before we did do this last year you know like the experiences you have uh, and i know a lot of teams in our league have had t- tremendous success and. Um, you know, in in, in the tournament and and moving forward. And the coaches will oftentimes say to me, you know, every team that we play is similar to somebody that we've already faced in our league. And I think that really helps with their preparation.
2: Okay, coach, you guys are going to have a big week here at the big 10 tournament and you're going to have success in the NCAA tournament. What needs to happen for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, really when, when our defense is playing at like a huge, you know, connected level and, and we're,
0: um, connected
1: on the offensive end. Um, you know, that's been, you know, our secret, you know, to success. We're one of the best shot blocking teams and steel teams, you know, in the country. And when we get our guys locked in on that end of floor, and then we run, um, you know, great things can happen. We got, we got like a really exciting team. We really do. And we got, you know, a big guy, in Miles Johnson and Cliff Omore. Uh, we have guards and Jacob Young exciting and Geo Baker and Montez Mathis and, when Ron Harper does his thing and Paul Mulcahy and Caleb McConnell, um, you know, are, are sharing the ball and doing all the things they do, all the little things that don't show up on the box score, we're like really fun, fun basketball team. But uh, we got to play with confidence, and when we play with our defensive swagger, we're we're really we're really fun.
2: Okay, Coach, you know this league better than anybody. I think you're probably getting two number one seeds. Michigan's going to be a one. Either Ohio State or Illinois, I think, is going to be a one. So we'll take those three teams out of it, and we're going to take your team out of it because I expect you guys to have a big week here, and I think you're going to have some fun in the NCAA tournament. But the rest of your league, which we know is really, really tough, who is the one team, Coach Peichel, that if you see a middle of the Big Ten, I'm, you know, an opposing team, and I'm like, oh, man, I got a game plan. I got to scheme up this Big Ten team. Who would that be? Well, I mean... You know, w- without a doubt,
1: Michigan State, you know, I think Coach Izzo is I'm obviously he's a Hall of Fame coach. And uh, I don't know if anyone wants to see them <laughs> in, in any tournament. And uh, he always uh, gets them to play hard. And you see the, the stretch run here that he's having. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, there's so many coaches in the league I have tremendous respect for in Iowa too, is a team of veteran guys, and I'll tell you what, too, Wisconsin has a veteran basketball team that won the league last year. Um, you know, you can also uh, say that they're, they're another team that plays a unique style and, and never turns the ball over and, and does some unbelievable things, but it's, it's really a challenging league, and, and I have confidence in every team in this league. If they get into that tournament and they get in the right seedings or the right uh, pairings, they could, they could do a lot of damage.
2: Okay, Coach, final one, and I appreciate the time. Sunday, you and your team, I don't know if you guys can actually gather. I don't know what the deal is in this COVID year, but let's assume you guys can have some sort of gathering watching the selection show. Greg Gumbel, all the guys are on TV. They're scrolling through the teams and Rutgers comes up on the screen. What's going to be going through your mind?
1: (laughs) Well, just, you know, thankful, uh, happy, happy for this great university and, you know, happy for my team and happy for all the great students that are here and the great alums. Um, so I, I would just be, you know, most proud and, and thankful for my coaching staff. we got a great coaching staff that has sacrificed and, um, you know, dedicate a lot of time too. But most importantly, I'm always just will be thankful that the players get to experience what I got to experience as a, as a player at the university of Connecticut. And, I think uh, the the sacrificing that they have done, and if they can get rewarded like that, I think it'd just be, you know, a great, great, great day.
2: Coach, I appreciate a couple of minutes. I'll be pulling for you this week. And listen, you can give Syracuse a little karma this week. It makes you guys look that much better. It's a quad one win. Get them in the NCAA tournament, and then you guys can say you beat another tournament team. How how do we like the sound of that, okay? There you go. I do, and that's a great
1: program, too. And Coach beheim has been, you know, when I played at UConn, uh what a, what a job uh, and he, he's done with, the, with that program through the year. So uh, well, I would like that for him.
2: Hey, listen, we're pulling for you guys. We're rooting for you guys. You guys have had a wonderful season. You'll be seeing your name come Sunday. Go win a couple of games this week. All right, Coach? Thank you. I
1: appreciate
2: it, JJ. Look forward to being back on. We'll talk next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. That's the great Steve Peichel, the head coach of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And listen, I'll save you the trouble. They'll be in the NCAA tournament.